0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome
1: back to Orange Nation. Strip from Adam Ant. We're rolling through Adam Ant Day. This song always makes me giggle because NC State had 80s night one day at a game and it was funny to watch basketball players do layup lines to this song. It was completely weird. All right, let's go. They should let me do an 80s night at the Dome. Yeah? Like, just host it. We did that at the, the Wildcat. Well, not we. You did it. The only way we could do that, though, is if Syracuse was good, because in the 80s, they were good, Steve.
0: They were. Not Th- this is true. Not anymore. Uh, let's bring on our final guest of the show, final guest of the week. If you're uh, watching us on QSportsTalk.com, you see our final guest, good friend of the program, John Ryan. You can follow him on Twitter at John Ryan Sports One. You can also find his work in the Predictive Playbook. Uh, John, always great to talk to you. How are you today?
2: I'm um, doing good, guys. Uh, how how are you guys doing today? Uh, we're holding up.
0: Uh, you know, dealing with a four game losing streak, <laughs> and the the fan base is not happy. But uh, we're we're holding up, and uh, one more regular season game for the Orange. And I guess let's start there. Uh, it's on to the ACC tournament after that, and uh, you know there are teams like Syracuse that. Need to win the whole thing to make the NCAAs. Uh, it, it seems like the ACC is wide open this year uh, in terms of who could win it. Do you have any favorites that, that you like as, uh, as we head to Greensboro next week?
2: I, I would, honest to God, I would bet Syracuse here uh, when they get the futures lines out. I don't see any currently, but um, you know if they're north of 25-1, uh, to 1, I think it's worth a shot. Uh, I also like North Carolina. Uh, being that they were the preseason number one, if you remember, and uh, I think they're a team that you know could definitely win the tournament. There's a, there's a lot of them, like you said. Uh, Wake Forest, you know, coming off that loss, now playing Syracuse tomorrow. Uh, I think Syracuse is going to win that game. By the way, um, I have a couple angles if you want to hear them.
0: Yeah, uh, go for it.
2: Coming off four straight losses, they've failed to cover the spread now by over seventy points in their last five games. Doesn't happen very much in college basketball or the NBA, for that matter. So that means five games that have just been just horrid, for lack of a better word. So the good news is that they have accomplished this. So teams that have uh, failed to cover the spread by 70 or more points in the last five games are 84 and 70 against the spread for 55%. That's not all that bad off the surface, but then... If you add in the fact that teams off a 20 plus point loss as a favorite, which Syracuse accomplished last week and have failed to cover the spread by double digits in each of their past four games, 14 and two against the spread, 88 percent winning bets on that angle. And that supports uh, Syracuse tomorrow. So I think Syracuse will probably be priced at about two point home dog tomorrow against Wake uh, Wake Forest. And uh, I think they win the game uh, quite easily, actually. All right.
0: Well, that would that would make for a better show on Monday for us, uh, Paulie, if that, that is indeed the case. <laughs> uh, how about college basketball in general? It is, you know, tournament time, postseason time. We're, we're in the middle of, you know, the conference tournaments are just getting started. How do, uh, you know, trends and angles, how, how do they change? Do they change as, as you get ready for this time of year?
2: They do. I think the number one thing, generally speaking, at a high level here is that you want to avoid uh, betting unders full game. Unders are much better in the first half. And the logic behind it is that if um, first round team uh, is a, a double digit favorite, say the teams are markedly different in their abilities. You can stay pretty close in the first half, but then when it opens up and the favorite takes control of the game, things really can get out of of hand and the scoring becomes much more rapid. So if you like unders, especially in the NCAA tournament, I I highly recommend just doing the first half. And then you could always add in-game now. It's a great thing. And then a lot of my bets are going to be no pre-flop, and I'm going to just watch it, pick a game, I'm going to watch it, get a feel for the flow, and when you know, the in-game price, for example, would be uh, 10 to 15 points lower than the closing price. That's when you want to bet the over. And then you go to the under bet with the same premise, you know, 10 to 15 points over the closing total. Then, you know, put some pizza money on the over and you can create some really good middles. Uh Remember, my favorite one was last year. Uh, Rob Vino and I did it together on a live show. And we actually created it was uh, Creighton against. um uh, Butler, I believe it was, and we created a thirty-five point middle. It, it was easy to do. You just have to watch the game and do those things that I just said.
0: Yeah, that's that's great advice. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go NBA now. Uh, uh, Grizzlies Nuggets tonight. What, what do you like about this particular matchup?
2: Well, I, I definitely like the um, the the home team here being the the Nuggets. So the Grizzlies are, are playing pretty decent ball, but the Nuggets are the number one team in the Western Conference, and I think they're going to be the number one seed at the end of the season. That's not saying too much. But in this situation here, we have uh, betting on home teams in a matchup of winning record teams, and the road team has covered the spread in each of their last three games that they were priced as the favorite. So that means they're favored, winning record, they're covering the spread, which means they're playing better than the market is estimating them to be playing at assets sets up a pretty good system here at 62% winning bets, 76 and 46. That supports a bet on the Denver Nuggets tonight.
0: All right. Uh, it's also, you know, it's it's bordering on springtime, which, uh, which means NFL draft. Uh, it, uh, it, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, let me move on to NBA futures uh, since we're talking NBA. We'll get back to the draft in a moment. But when you're looking at, you know, NBA championship, are there any teams you like right now to get in on Uh, You know, at the moment, Suns obviously just added uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, You know, what do you like in the futures market as it pertains to the NBA?
2: Well, the, the, the key with the big trades here with Kyrie going to Dallas and KD going to the Suns is that Kevin Durant is a much better team player. It's not all about me, me, me. It's not about my points, my assists. It's about, you know, going there to win a championship which was the intent of going to the Brooklyn Nets. That's always been his goal, is to win championships. So the fact that they played as well as they did in that first game, uh, Grant had 23 points and uh, really distributed the ball well, I think that team actually could be a little bit undervalued, even though they're at you know the level they're at now, 7-1. Uh, so if you like them, I think you'd probably want to bet them now because they're only going to get better. The chemistry problem with Dallas – Obviously, it wasn't there last night with uh, both uh, Kyrie and uh, Lucas scoring 40 points and breaking the, the franchise record in three-pointers by the team with 17. Uh, they played well last night. Let's see if they can put together a string of games, and then maybe if they do, I'd be, I'd be interested to back them to win the Western Conference. But the one I really like, guys, is the Philadelphia 76ers. When Embiid is not in the game, this year when he's not playing they're 10 and four straight up so they're one of the few teams that can actually lose their superstar and still be competitive and win games so with that said I think that team is really coming together and I just don't see them uh, losing you know in in the playoffs maybe in the finals but I do think they win the Eastern Conference
0: I know Paul you're you're happy about that yeah
2: uh, Hopefully they
1: don't have to win without their uh, superstar, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I right. like. I like him. A great point.
0: <laughs> uh, let's get back to the draft. Uh, it, do you have any prop bets that you like heading into uh, you know? And I know we have a little bit of time here with the NFL draft, but anything you like at this point?
2: Well, the, I, this is a pretty bold move, though. But I, I think the my feeling is that the Colts are going to make the big leap to get the number one pick, and you know I do. I have a problem with Bryce Young. I think he's a great guy, great, you know, young man. But the size really scares me if I'm a general manager. Now I'm not a general manager. I'm a sports better. But I know a little bit about the game. And at five ten and a half and a hundred and ninety pounds, it worries me that <clears throat> he's gonna be able to take the wear and tear of, of the NFL season, let alone like maybe six or seven games of an NFL season before getting hurt. Uh, we saw what happened with RG3 years ago, you know, being a bit undersized, and he, you know, was his body was wrecked. So I, I question that move, especially when you have Will Levis, who's, you know, more prototypical quarterback, 6'4, 235. And uh, the, the kid from Florida. Um, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, is raw. But the head coach now was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, who really did a wonderful job with Jalen Hurts. And I think Anthony Richardson is very similar to Jalen Hurts. So that could be a really good marriage there. But the Colts are going to have to give up a ton to get that number one pick. Uh, so I think the, you know the bet on Anthony Richardson to be the number one pick, I think, has some value to it. I don't generally bet the draft. Um, I've always felt that that was a little bit on the degenerate side of things. But... I think tonight, or not tonight, this year. I think there is a great opportunity to, to bet Anthony Richardson to be the number one pick.
0: All right, and then uh, lastly, uh, Major League Baseball season. I know, Paulie, you're excited about this. The the season is just about set to start up. Uh, any futures you like when it comes to MLB?
2: Well, I, I do see an opportunity. I think on the under wins total with the Mets. Um, Again, if that you know ever gets above 105, you want, you want to lean on the under. We saw what happened last year with the Yankees in the second half. They were you know not even at 500 for the second half of the season. And they did kind of come unglued. And if it wasn't for Judge, uh, they might not have made the playoffs. So that is a, a point I want to make there. Uh, these teams in the East, National League East, are, are going to be overvalued in the beginning. Uh, and then those teams are Philadelphia, Atlanta, the Mets. So you want to see the first month at least how they play and stay away from betting on them, Uh, maybe pick spots to, to go against them and take the value. But the team that I really do like, despite what I just said, is the Philadelphia Phillies because of the chemistry, because Harper comes back in June from the surgery, and they just have that mojo that we saw last year, and they're all back together, and they're even better than they were last year. And I think that's the team to watch, and you're going to get really good pricing to bet them to win the pennant. I wouldn't bet them to win the division because of the Braves and the Mets. Either one one of those three could win the division. But if you get into the playoffs like the Phillies did, they won the pennant, went to the World Series. I think they repeat that.
0: All right. Uh, Great stuff as always, John. Again, you can find his work at the Predictive Playbook. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Ryan Sports one There was nothing about that I liked (laughs) about the Phillies. He's, he's a Padres fan, John, as you know. He's a Padres fan. So. You know,
2: they're gonna. I mean, the Padres are gonna be there too. I mean, obviously they're gonna be there, um, and hopefully they, you know, get the uh, Tatis situation ironed out and get him on the right page, and they're they could be uh, a team that wins the West, no doubt.
1: Tatis hit a whole, a grand slam in his first spring training at bat yesterday.
2: You're excited about? Yes, that? Yes, yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna.
0: He's going to go nuts this year. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, John. I uh, I agree. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend. We'll do it again next week.
2: You got it. Have a good weekend,
0: guys. Thanks. All right. uh, And with that, we'll hit our final timeout. We'll wrap up the show, wrap up the week right after this on ESPN Radio.